0: Okay, people. I I remembered. It's four minutes after the podcast ended. David was like, you'll probably remember it when you were sitting at the restaurant tonight. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I was going to tell you the story about.
1: Vamos. Hey,
0: everybody. Today is Thursday, October 29th. And this is Trosos, the official podcast of El Tuerto Guti. This is a podcast about life, language, CI, creativity, and teaching, hosted by me and co-hosted by David Elarustabushka. This podcast is a thousand percent guaranteed to make you think, laugh, learn, or realize you have better things to do with your day than listen to us. If it doesn't, send me your address. I'll send you a sticker or something. No one has taken me up on it, but uh, send me an email. Find me on the interwebs. Special shout out to our podcast sponsor who doesn't know their sponsor. No, Itos. It's a good podcast. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out of it it's helping me with my purely Mexican Spanish they use a lot of pedo
1: a <laughs> lot of love, you love that word uh,
0: if if things like pedos and huevos are in your sense of humor you will love this now that I'm saying this just try it out maybe we'll, we'll see if you like it no toast, great podcast
1: we are a quarter of the way done with school. Can you believe that? Uh, it has passed incredibly fast. I can't believe November is in like five days. We're in Iowa. There's snow on the ground.
0: Week ago, we had three inches, a uh, couple, 20, min, 20 miles north of us. It's crazy. It's crazy. Fourth of the year, done. This is almost as long as we were in quarantine. That
1: is, that is so true. And that seemed to drag drag on on. and this quarter has gone so fast. Kids energize you. It's, it sounds so cheesy to be like being with kids makes this job easy to do. It really does. Like, well, that's to an extent, but it makes you enjoy your job because kids are generally okay. (laughs) 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 I do love them, but sometimes I do hate them too. Oh, strong words coming from uh El Arbusto. What um
0: are, are students part of your Elado y Pasado of this week?
1: Yes, they are. Actually. Give it to us. Uh my Alado, Uh I started a unit last week that initially the kids hated. Uh it's they were grumbling and complaining. On the first day and then by day two they're like can we do this it's stuck in my head it's been stuck in my head since yesterday this uh, f- uh script that we've been doing and then on monday so that was thursday then friday they liked it and then monday they are like hey all weekend i've been going over this because every time now that i'm brushing my teeth i can only say me cepillo los dientes <laughs> and whenever <laughs> i change out of my pajamas me quito los pajamas and so now they're just like saying it with energy. Uh, they and it's sticking. More importantly, we just learned these four days ago, and they're already remembering a lot of these actions. And so a of kids going from realizing uh, that even though I didn't like this at first, turns out my teacher has my best interests and knows how to intrigue me.
0: That is your a Yes. So you think not only do students energize you,
1: you energize students. I like to think so, uh, because I am, I I tend to think that I'm kind of a unique personality, that I am way out there because I'm super comfortable with myself. David is wearing a
0: mask with pink flamingos on it
1: and socks with duckies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I I love to be a little bit different because I know that in part, Um, other classes can be dry. Just remembering my own high school experience. I remember how much fun all my Spanish teachers were and I want to be them. I think one of the, one of the biggest things I took away
0: from last year is that I teach juniors and juniors here go through the gauntlet. It's like this mystical, not mystical just like there are kids in fourth grade and they're like, Oh my gosh, can you believe we only have nine more years until West Civ. So <laughs> they talk about on the playground here. It's they have West Civ and kids do calculus and I don't know what else. But junior year for these kids that coincides with Spanish three is just difficult. Yeah. On a lot of different they're looking for colleges, a lot of them want to do well, they're stressed out. And yeah. I gave a little survey at the end of the year last year. What do you like? What do you learn? Blah, blah, blah. And maybe it wasn't a survey. Maybe it was the actual essay, the final essay for the the class. And one girl was just like, when I went into your room, I didn't have to think about anything other than what we were doing in class in Spanish. And I've thought to myself a couple of times, more than a couple of times, maybe should I get my Spanish three class on that level of like an hour of homework a day or an hour of study required, you know, like one-to-one mm-hmm. 45 minutes seat time, 45 minutes study time. Sh- should I get up to that level to be on par with these other classes that they're taking? And then I got something like that in, in more or less in a couple of other students said the same thing. And I just thought, no way. Like, that is my, my place as a Spanish three teacher here, I think is going to be providing them with 45 minutes of really relaxed, fun,
1: different, creative ways to get input. So true. And, yeah, this, it's about how you think about our class, about language. It's that we're not necessarily... A subject matter we're a skill and because we are a skill that can be actively used we can talk about whatever we want uh, if we want to talk if you want to talk about pedos and things that's fine you know because if it's in the target language and yeah. the kids are engaged they're probably learning you know I don't know
0: but then that gets kind of
1: it gets kind of redundant because that's what I talk about with my kids at home <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, we, uh, with COVID, my, um, my wife took two of our children to church this weekend and I stayed home with the baby. And apparently during a quiet moment of the service, my one and a half year old Dottie's daughter said, uh, mommy too did. <laughs> Uh, because my son, he squeaked his foot on the floor or something. And so she said that. So yes, toots, whatever. But I just think, I don't know. I, I've wrestled with it before and, and I got some comments and it's just, I don't want this to be a class where people study. Yeah kids come in and parents are like, how can my students study for your class? Cause they don't seem to be getting it. <laughs> and it's just like, well, the class is the study. I don't know how you want to study at home. Okay. Here are four YouTubers and three podcasts that I think are at your level. Mm-hmm. Have fun watching these people make silly YouTube videos or like, what do you like? You like to ride bikes? Yeah. Okay. Well, here, let's find this mountain biker who's from Columbia or whatever. Read about him. And if it doesn't go well, then translate it and, and, you know, compare and see what you can find out. I just, I don't think I've told my kids to study this year once. And I just don't. I like for them to have 45 minutes of class where they get a lot of input, they enjoy it. And then on their own, if they find some other ways to get
1: input, great. But yeah, you can provide them resources because there's sometimes they feel like they need it, like not whether they actually do or not, but their mind says my seven other classes require me to do this. So I, I must be doing something wrong if I don't uh, feel the need or if I don't actually study or something. Um, So it's a lot of times I use it just to appease their minds and appease their mindsets that they Feel like they had something to study, even though they basically have studied consistently for forty-five minutes by right. being in my class and being an active listener. Yeah,
0: and you can I've, you can feel it. Like today, I had I I was doing um, I just gave um I gave them bananas, cookies, a giraffe, or a pig. So we're doing no low tango. So just like, what do you got? You get cookies, mm-hmm. no last tango, no last all that stuff. And second period, you know, didn't go so well. But then third period, it was like, I knew that I had the 16 out of 16 years all getting the exact same input. Yeah. And like, you can tell when it's going in as just Spanish. Right. And I guess I should say 15 out of 16. I have a kid who just moved in. Okay. While I was in quarantine. And... Um, he hasn't said it, but he was straight textbook, hmm. like a hundred percent textbook. Cause he came in and was like, I don't really don't know what you're saying. He's like, I haven't, I have only had Spanish for, you know, a month and a half or two months. And I'm like, Oh, well these kids have also had Spanish for two months. <laughs> so I think like you made the switch mid year. Mm-hmm. And I think if they trust you, that's good and they can go with it. Right. But going from a teacher who, or just an environment of studying the language to one of CI, like this kid is lost. I feel so bad for him, but it's just like, I feel like the other 15 kids in class, even the kids who maybe aren't succeeding super academically, they're a hundred percent comfortable with 90% Spanish. Yeah, And just me saying something and them not knowing. Right. I think that's just, that's one of the biggest things that is like, if you, if you're starting out these kids, if you really, if you, if you start them out and you say, you're going to not understand things and you just have to be comfortable, not understanding some things. Like the more you can get them comfortable, just knowing that it's going to be all in Spanish, the better.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's a huge, huge change, but uh, they adjust. You know, it's a weird mindset to say, yeah, you're not going to be 100%. Uh, we live in a community that uh, it seems like that is the expectation is 100% all the time. But it's not that we're decreasing expectations. We're just uh, realigning them, rearranging them, resetting expectations that it's okay to fail sometimes because you do and failure is okay. Just learn from Just your mistakes, learn from your mistakes.
0: Do you have a pesado this week? Man, that was a long a lot Jesus taking up all the time. Do you have you, a pesado that was a failure of any, any type?
1: First of all, let me say you can never have too much a Let's be real. Okay. Uh, but pesado, uh, that day that I said that that lesson did not go well. Oh boy, I, I had a kid literally say during class, why are we doing this? This is the stupidest thing we've ever done. Sounds pretty manly. (laughs) Uh, You know, very mature sophomore, Oh, as you can tell, as he uh, blatantly uh, disrespects me out loud in the classroom. Uh, And it just, this kid, totally uninterested all the time. And he, oh my gosh, it got under my skin. You got to have a thin, a thick skin, right? Cause kids aren't going to always like you. Rhinoceros skin is two inches thick. That's pretty thick. That's what,
0: those are the things you know when you have a three-year-old
1: who likes highlights <laughs> magazine. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just got to me. Like I, I didn't explode. I managed to maintain my composure a little bit, but I was visibly Quite perturbed. The kids, I feel like the kids were waiting for me just to erupt. Um, But I got through that eventually. uh, And I think that me pointing out to him that, you know, I I, I don't just do stuff to do stuff. It might seem silly and you might not understand what the purpose is at the beginning. But I know what you know what I'm doing up here. To help you learn. Uh, So it turned into a teachable moment uh, for him. And he's actually been really good the last two days. So I don't know if he was embarrassed that I just called him out a little bit. Uh, But uh, yeah, there's just something about it that a kid who's so disengaged all the time. It's like one of those just, how can I reach this kid? I don't know how. (laughs) Uh, But he was super defiant and just pointing out that I know what I'm doing. That even if it seems silly, everything has a purpose. Uh, it was just so res- disrespectful. I'm still thinking about it. Uh, four days later. Just go eat some ice cream. I will.
0: I what, am hungry. When was the last time you
1: got ice cream? Saturday. My wife bought a whole tub. And <laughs> so we sat on the couch and scooped it out. Was it your anniversary? No, we just like ice cream. Today?
0: It's my eighth anniversary.
1: Elisa really Dades.
0: It is, it is Tuesday. We record these on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Thursdays, but today, Tuesday, <laughs> the 27th. Happy anniversary to the love of my life, Lindsay Goody. <laughs> Kate okay, Dulce. Yeah. So that is my lotto. Eight years together. Three children, one dog. May she rest in peace.
1: Wisconsin Paz. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Um, so we're going to go out to eat, The dropping the kids off at the in-laws. I told, (laughs) oh, this is good because this will come out after, unless she's listening right now, which she may be. I emailed the the restaurant. I was like, do you guys do, are you like a sit down place? Because it's a new brew house Mm. that people haven't really gone to since it opened up like right before quarantine. So we haven't been there. So I don't know if it's reservation or, you know, come in and find, find a seat, whatever. So I said, is there anything like you can do for like an anniversary type of thing for a reservation? And they're like, well, we're just kind of sit down place. But if you send flowers or whatever, we can put those on a table and, and make that work for you. Oh my gosh, where am I going with this?
1: You're talking about your date tonight. Yeah. With that, uh, with your fine lady main squeeze.
0: Yeah, I was going somewhere with this and I've lost all direction of why I was telling you this. You're a total romantic? No, <laughs> I'm not. There are socks on the floor sometimes. Um, um <laughs> We're back. I just, David and I just spent four minutes trying to figure out why, why I was telling a story that I was going to tell. <laughs> I have no idea. It is completely lost. It, it skipped my mind. Brain fart. The good news is I'm still married. Yes. Eight years. Pesado. Quick pesado. Um kind of personal pesado. We found a little bump on my daughter's chest, like in April, May. We went to the surgeon yesterday. She's having surgery on Thursday to get it removed. Apparently it's he thinks it's a very, very benign. Basically, like a ball of skin mm. that, that develops in utero. Okay. It's just like a little, so a little tiny ball of skin that's underneath your actual skin. So it's fine okay. unless it gets infected. Mm. So having that removed, that's pesado. Uh, It's also in a lotto because it was, it was a good diagnosis. We went in and I explained what it was and he was like, you have made my diagnosis for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was Dracula your doctor? (laughs) Um,
0: you know, he was kind of pale and pasty.
1: Did you ever see his reflection while you were there? No. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Hopefully you have this, I'll uh, oh shoot, it's before Halloween, It's too. before Halloween. Oh, oh, my gosh. This is concerning. I hope his gown is okay. black. Okay, well, we will tell color. you
0: We will tell you about this. We'll tell you more later, people. I'll, I will update you next week. Listener questions? You ready for our listener question? Let's go, Dad. We it. have a listener question.
1: At my school, we can place students into honors at the level three and above. What criteria would you use in placing a student into an honors class?
0: Thank you for your question, Teresa. Reminder, people, you may do as Teresa did, and you can log on to uh, trosos and submit a question, an audio question, and your voice will sound exactly like that. Teresa, that is an interesting question because we feel like The way our system works, we do Spanish one, Spanish two, and Spanish three is a dual enrollment class through our community college in Des Moines. So we feel like our Spanish three classes are more or less honors classes. Yeah. We, we do get some students who like it, or maybe they just want to try it out. But I feel like our Spanish three classes are honors classes. So what criteria do we have or would we have in our, in our ideal imaginary, our own world system to put kids into an honors class? I think I might give an answer that is very goody and one that may have <laughs> been the source of maybe some frustrations along the way with colleagues or, or wife. And it's just, I am, I'm not anti- objectivity, if that's a word, I'm not anti tests or scores, but I'm more of a go with how you feel kind of guy. So if it was up to me and I was designing a program that had a Spanish three and a Spanish three honors, it wouldn't, for me, it would not be a test and it wouldn't be points and it wouldn't be this many answers correct or this, it would just be observation of the past three years of that kid in class. And I have one specific student in mind and his name rhymes with Schmitten Schmenschmeiser. But this kid, he, I remember at, at, I like guess his, his mom came in and he had a C. It was like my first year, I think here at the school. And so I was kind of being asked to do something that I hadn't really done in my previous school, which was go kind of page by page, use the, the tests out of the back of the book and teach grammar and do activity seven on Thursday. Cause that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And I really, I wasn't necessarily doing that in class, which no. caused some problems later, but I, I could see that. But the kid latched on to like everything I said. And so like he had, for some reason he asked me how to say mittens and he, and he would just say manoplas. he got manoplas. <laughs> but he would, he would say things like put on your manoplas. Like there'd be a kid who would be frustrated and he'd be like, Hey, ponte las plus. <laughs> it didn't make any sense at all. And he was getting a C and there were other students who were getting A's. But for me, that kid was like a, for sure honors path student because he liked being there enough that he just paid attention all the time and just like sucked in, Mm -hmm. sucked up everything. (laughs) He paid attention all the time and just absorbed everything that I said. And his level of speaking and comprehension was way higher than other kids who were getting A's. Yeah, and so for me, if someone was like, "Well, did my student has an, she has a ninety six percent," well, yes, that's because she turns in her work every day. And this kid over here, who almost has a conversation with me at the end of first quarter, he's getting a C because he, okay, because he's a freshman boy and he doesn't do his homework, and I have yeah. to give him five out of tens, <laughs> right. That's my idea. Yeah,
1: I suppose it's, it's, it's what's your goal, right? What is What is our goal with our kids? And I, I understand that we have curriculums at, curricula. It's the plural of curriculum. That's unimportant. Uh, it's curriculese. It's like goose and geese. Yuck. If that's true, I just threw up a little in my mouth. Uh, then it, it's, but what is What is our goal, right? Or is it so that we, our kids know what's on page 37 or is our goal for kids to feel like they can communicate and use the language? Uh, like the, yeah, I mean, oh man, it's that's, that's been my biggest mindset change is I used to be that guy. I used to say, make sure you can know what's on the top of page 37. How did you look in your, at yourself in the mirror? Uh, like I was just doing what I've <laughs> always done and what I learned. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've never had to deal with this nex- necessarily because since I've come here, I only teach Spanish one and two. And so if I, if I had to say like, how do I know if kids are ready for that next level?
0: Like if we had, yeah, if we had an honor Spanish three
1: here yeah, and it was yeah. your
0: duty, if I can, you I was like, make my rosters for me next year, Spanish three, Spanish three honors.
1: Uh, I, I think that there, there can be a little bit of that. You could, you could look at scores if you want. Like if a kid wants to take Spanish three, it could almost be like, not remedial, uh, Spanish three, but it might not be as van. Oh, not honors. That's the whole question. Right. (laughs) Um, and it could be like, if you're a, a D student or a low C student in Spanish two, right uh it's probably going to be way out of your league to go at the pace and that you that you would need in an honors course especially in Spanish three especially here because it's a college course and right. so you, we can't just slow down for you to an extent uh, so it could be a little bit grades based because you have an entire year's worth worth of uh, of evidence at that point especially we, we do standards-based grading here in Spanish one and two right uh, which is its own kind of ball of wax that if uh we maybe have listeners who don't agree with that then or how that works uh that could kind of change us a little bit because then it's who can play school sometimes uh but if i have a c or a d student i'm probably not going to necessarily recommend they take spanish three uh but if they have the motivation and the desire and i'm like listen you have to understand that you're gonna have to put in some work at this next level but if you want this okay, and you understand going in that you can have, that you need this motivation, might have to put in some extra work, then go for it. Right. Uh, But so to answer the question specifically, uh, maybe look at a a whole year's worth of evidence, right, at just the whole, your grade at the end of the year, maybe combined between the two, first semester, second semester. Um, Because if you have a, a C student, D student, regardless of, of, uh, or you're probably not going to be super motivated for honors at that point. Uh, but otherwise I think if they have the motivation, they have the desire knowing that it's going to be a challenge and that they're willing to put in work and they can show some of those skills, like they can listen, like your story about, uh, make sure, make sure make sure, then by all means, let's not hinder desire for learning. These kids have to take all these classes that they're like, oh, I have to take it. But we're an elective. If they desire to continue to learn this skill that is Spanish, that can open up so many windows and And doors and doors, uh, uh, then uh, (laughs) uh, so many windows and doors to the world. Uh, and it opens up the door to communicate with 450 million more people in the world. Let's not hamper it. But let's make sure that those windows and doors
0: are made by Pella Corporation. Yes. This podcast is also sponsored by (laughs) Pella Corporation, making Pella and Pervia insignia and their other level of windows, mainly produced, designed and created by our students' parents. (laughs) So thank you for that. I agree. Whether it's uh, pillow Windows and Doors or jailed Dwen out of Grinnell, Iowa, you got a lot of doors and windows around here.
1: It is the whatever the door
0: and window is currently in your home, school, office. I think Spanish does. Any language does. I think I mean to some extent education does. Mm-hmm. The more we can get them to think of education as something of just a hobby or a springboard or just something to enjoy and not study, write it on paper, Mm -hmm. forget it. I agree. Teresa, we hope we answered your
1: question. We are by no means experts. No, I I just hope that my answer was coherent. I hope so too. (laughs)
0: That was Troso's number six. The name of Troso's number six that I'm coming up with right now is shooting the breeze that is coming through open windows. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, windows. Last eighteen seconds of the podcast today. Dodgers and six, Rays and seven. Dodgers and six. I'll go Rays in seven. I'll go. I'll, oh, I guess Dodgers in seven is also an option. an option. I'll go Dodgers in seven. That's exciting. I'll go Dodgers in seven. Yay, baseball. I would like, I always want seven game series. I always want five set finals. I always want Super Bowl to be, end, to be, to be won or lost in the last minute. Drama. There you go. And I always want my students to have fun learning Spanish. Sums it up right there. There it is. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will see you next week on Trozos. Hasta luego. Hasta la próxima. Okay, people. I, I remembered. It's four minutes after the podcast ended. David was like, you probably remember it when you were sitting at the restaurant tonight. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what I was going to tell you the story about. Vamos. So we're going to go have this really nice meal. And I was, I was emailing the restaurant asking if they could put flowers. I was like, it's going to be so nice to spend my eighth anniversary with my wife. Just... Not talking to each other in complete silence. Because the three kids at home, we haven't had a silent meal for three for three years. Yeah. So I think tonight we're just gonna go sit down, kinda look at each other and be like, You ready? Yeah. Order, but then the rest of the night, just sit in silence. It's gonna be amazing. I cannot wait. Silent me. <laughs>
1: Hi chicos.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. There's no yogurt on the floor either. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's my story.